and welcome to the Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to single life living in your 20s and 30s. I'm Chantelle the Coach, a course of life and confidence coach for single women. This podcast is all about embracing your single life, from friendships, loneliness, living alone to dating. We have it all single life-wise, and it goes even further in the single life be like community. There is currently a waitlist open to join the community, but it is opening very shortly. So for those that are on the list, it is coming very soon. And if you want to make sure that you're one of those people that gets the opportunity to join, because it will only be open for a short period of time, then make sure you join that waitlist, which I'll put details in the description for you. Now let's get on with today's episode, which for once, because it's not always but it is about dating this time. I don't always talk about dating on this podcast because there is so much more to single life than dating and finding a relationship. And I talk about previously and on social media about the mistake that we can sometimes make in thinking that finding a relationship will fulfill us and stop us from feeling lonely and solve all of our problems. When chances are, That's just not the case. There are people that feel unfulfilled and lonely in relationships and there are people that are single that feel fulfilled and don't feel so much loneliness at all. So they're not exclusive and therefore it shouldn't necessarily have to be a priority to be finding a relationship. However, there are some people that still know that they want that because they have a future that they see with a family and to them it requires being in a relationship. For others, it's the experience of a relationship. It's something that if you can make happen and and work towards, you would like to do that and you'd like to practice and learn how to have a healthy relationship and do that and execute that no matter how long it lasts. It might be the healthiest relationship you're in and it might only last six months, but it's the experience of the fact that it was high levels of communication and it took you six months to get to know that person and realise that you weren't a good fit that doesn't then devalue that relationship. It could be the best relationship. It could teach you so much and you learn so much. So there's so much to dating and relationships that's valuable. I just want to put that disclaimer in that it is not about constantly trying to find the one. What it is about is about having fun within dating, learning about yourself and personal growth so that later down the line, you'll be able to use all of that for when the right combination of person comes along for you that might last the test of time, which is what a lot of people measure the success of a relationship on, but that's for another podcast discussion in general. What I wanted to talk about today was one of the terms that gets thrown around in dating. It would be the kind of thing that is associated with a red flag here and there. Now we have the term ghosting, which I think a lot of people are familiar with, even the older generations that might not be dating understand the concept of ghosting. If they don't, they've heard of it. Ghosting is when someone disappears like a ghost. They're no longer there. Sometimes they come back from the dead as well a few weeks later. And that can lead us in to what today's question is about, which is what is breadcrumbing? Yet another term that is coined and comes up in dating quite a lot. And it can tie in with that ghosting element because when someone is breadcrumbing you, it is the idea that they give you these little ounces of hope that something might happen one day. And the concept of breadcrumbing 
comes from that idea of Hansel and Gretel, where they were following the crumbs to the gingerbread house, the thing that lured them in and then trapped them. And so when we consider that in dating, I don't think anyone wants to be lured anywhere. And therefore we need to look out for this idea of breadcrumbing. So one of those things that can happen is that they don't fully ghost, but they do just disappear. The conversation just ends and then they come back and you're like, oh, and that's what then starts to feed this. Oh, they they are interested. They are, they aren't, they are, they aren't. And suddenly there's this almost push-pull dynamic, which if you read Attached, the book, it talks about that as a bit of a dance, particularly for someone that is anxiously attached and someone that is avoidant. Not strictly between those two and doesn't have to have these insecure attachment styles behind them, but generally speaking, I feel like attachment has a place within this concept of breadcrumbing and through dating. So breadcrumbing, to go into a little bit more depth, is when someone shows an interest in you. They might be flirtatious towards you. It might look promising. They're giving you ideas. They're making suggestions that sound great. However, it doesn't transpire into anything. And if it does, it might only be something physical. But even so, the commitment level is so low. It will imply we'll do that sometime. Sure, let's get that penciled in later on. Let's see how things go. Let me see how my week goes. There's never this idea that they can give you a date and a time and set it because there are potentially other things coming up. And therefore, you soon find, despite what they've said, despite the suggestions for a date or despite the flirtatious suggestions, you are not a mere priority for them. Now, I think there's something to be said there that in early stage dating, the point at which you should be a priority should be questionable. I do not believe personally that a schedule should be cleared for a brand new date because ultimately you do not know this person and that's okay. It should fit in naturally. But if someone's got this, maybe they either want to see you or they don't. And if they can't find a time to commit to, even if it's a week away, then what is that saying about how they're considering this potential connection? Because if they really wanted to, it keeps going around on TikTok at the moment, because if he wanted to, he would. That goes for anyone. It shouldn't be gendered in that sense. If they wanted to, they would. They would absolutely put a time in, even if it was later on. And they would do the follow-up and they would make the plan. But if you're finding yourself getting these little glimmers of hope, a little bit of a a text, a suggestion, or just some interest, and then it doesn't turn into any time where you spend it together, whether that's going out for a coffee, if you know them semi-well, like you've dated before, uh, and it's kind of tailed off, and they now don't want to spend time with you, hang out, go anywhere, but they keep on suggesting that they might, this is probably a sign of breadcrumbing on the actions of their part. Now, the problem we have is that, ultimately... If that's happening and continues to happen, it can have knock-on effects for you. And that's the person that I care about right now. You're the person listening to this. You're probably interested in what it is and what to do about it and probably know how deflating it can be when someone is inconsistent and doesn't follow through on what they said they were going to do. It might even depend on your love language because... 
quality time. So they message you, but then don't want to hang out at all. Or if they do, it's just that physicality. There is no emotional connection. There's no development of that relationship. And then you leave, if you even get a chance to meet them, feeling unfulfilled. It's this sense that it could happen. And part of it for you will start to think, but what if? If I don't stick around right now, I might miss out. If I cut this person off, what if they want to come back and I've cut them off and said I don't want to see them anymore, talk to them anymore because of the way they're treating me? There's every chance that if you assert yourself that that will cause them to push a little bit more to come back to boomerang because suddenly it's not so easy to string you along. And let's just put a little bit in there. They may not be very aware that they're doing this. It sounds malicious and from the articles that I've read when I was researching some of this, to some degree is defined as emotional manipulation. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that that person is doing it with intent. They may be just very careless and not really thinking about the impact it has on you. Because very rarely do we all think about one another. It's that idea that you're the main character of your story. Your actions aren't necessarily then thought about in terms of the impact it has on another person. And it's not probably the dynamic that you have to fully express what it does to you. And that might be, as I said, there's that lack of fulfillment because the relationship is not meeting the expectations that you would have for a relationship. You want someone that is going to be there when they say. You want someone that says, oh yeah, it'd be great to go and do this one day. Let's put it in the diary. When are you free? And you find something that works. And if it really isn't for three or four weeks, then maybe they'll just say, let's check in in a couple of weeks, but let's do a video call instead, or let's do this, that, the other. It is really one of those things where if you continue to let it happen, because ultimately by responding, by entertaining the idea, you're letting that happen. Over time, it starts to beat you down because the first time might seem fun and playful. And it's that idea, oh, you, you couldn't see that person, but it's been built up to there being an expectation. But then the second time happens, you're like, okay, didn't happen the first time, didn't happen the second. This is a bit problematic. And then the third time you're like, okay, so good to message, get some attention from, but not actually good enough to meet. And it suddenly then can translate into this idea of your worth rather than the fact that you are high worth. The fact that you're listening to this podcast, trying to better yourself, to enjoy your single life tells me that you are a high quality person that is worthy of someone putting a date in the diary for you and not stringing you along. However, the way that that dynamic can play out can make you think that you are not as worthy as you really are. And that's the problem. That's the problem with allowing breadcrumbing to happen. And for all of this that I say, it will only matter if it's got to the point of where you've had enough. There is this key point in dating and relationships where you get to enough is enough. Enough is enough, I'm not having this anymore. And you've spotted it, whether you've been able to call it breadcrumbing or not, or you just notice that they're so inconsistent and it's not going anywhere, you just go, I've had enough. And it's interesting that I personally would say that my had enough point is getting shorter and shorter. Is that because I'm losing patience? I don't think so. As a teacher, I have an extended amount of patience for people. There's not a lot of anger I get or frustration towards others. That's just not my demeanour generally. However, I have fallen into the trap of giving the benefit of the doubt too many times, being too nice. 
being too forgiving. And I'm noticing that through the experiences I've had over what will be now two and a half years on off, obviously because of the pandemic, that at that point I am learning to spot things quicker. I'm not so worried about the, oh, but what if this could be the one and I'm saying no so much because plenty of fish. And instead, suddenly when I can see it, I can see it more clearly and I have less attachment to it being about myself. And so that enough is enough point comes quicker. Now there's a few options you have if you notice this idea of breadcrumbing and it depends on the dynamic you have with the person. If this is a brand new date that you don't know, then ultimately it's just about keeping your eyes peeled and it doesn't mean being on red alert and making sure you see every flag coming. I think that spoils dating. Take everyone for what they're showing you in that moment. And if they consistently show you that they're not willing to commit to you, even in a small way, then there is not a chance or very, very little chance that that they're ever going to commit to something more fully fledged. They're just showing you who they are and what they're like. And if that's not commitment and you want some level of that, then this isn't right for you. You then have an option to communicate that. I've done it a few times. It's mostly over text message because that's the kind of dynamic I have with that person at that time, which is, hey, I'm looking for someone that's willing to put the time in the diary, that wants to see me and put the time aside to do that. It's been really great getting to know you, but I'm going to focus my efforts elsewhere. As I say, it may cause some level of a boomerang effect from them because they realise that you're pulling away a little bit. You can accept that if you want, if they suddenly put something in the diary, up to you. If you know the story of Hangover Guy, you know that I was pretty cut off with that guy because we had put a date in the diary and he didn't show for the first date and I haven't gone back on meeting again because to me, that showed me who he was and for a first date, that was too far. Every person will have their own personal preference for how they want to deal with that. And you could, you could go for that date and see and then see how it goes for the second, third, fourth. They're only showing you who they are at that point in time and they're only reacting maybe to what you've just said maybe they weren't aware of it and they weren't aware that that's what you wanted and needed and maybe they are prepared to have a go at doing that. But if you're trying to find someone that you click with, there is always this element of communication in dating and expressing wants and needs. But if there's not this natural inclination to want to meet and to come together, then it is a question of, are you really putting your time and effort into the right person? Being very clear on what you want from a relationship and from the dynamic and energy of another person needs to be crystal clear here. It's going to help you out here because if you know that when it then doesn't show up, you'll be able to communicate it. And chances are, depending on your delivery and the phrasing exactly, they will come back with no worries, totally get that, all the best. It's usually pretty amicable at that point. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes people think the expectation is too high. Ultimately, if someone's on a dating app and it says that they're looking for a relationship, that's often what people define that towards. But it's very possible that they're not really looking for a relationship. They thought they were, but they're not. They like the idea of you or it's not right. And dating is difficult, right? Because you are assessing strangers. It takes so long to truly get to know someone and you're saying that you can tell if you really want to get to know this person that is was a stranger yesterday and is now on your WhatsApp chats today and maybe you want to meet them. We're looking for people that want to see us. You are looking for someone that you want to have the time for. The problem with breadcrumbing and this idea of giving you little glimmers of hope is that it builds the dopamine, right? 
dopamine is created or released in the anticipation of getting something, whether it's meeting this person, being in a relationship with them, whatever it is that they're kind of dangling a carrot with is being put in front of you. And that keeps all of that going. Because when we actually get that thing, you think about that for when you're like looking forward to having a dessert or can't wait for that party. It's the anticipation of it all. That's the bit, and that's the bit that gets you hooked in dating. It's the bit that makes it infatuation. Instead of actually liking this person, it's almost the element of the chase, right? It is that bit there. And so you're getting this high that's becoming an obsession that makes you think, this is it, he's the one, because I wouldn't feel like this otherwise. When in actual fact, it's just creating this attachment probably for those that have that insecure anxious attachment style you're getting attached to that person they're not really willing to give it and that's when you start to compromise yourself it is danger zone for people that that really really drastically affects because if you build that attachment and then you can't fulfill it it triggers the fear in you triggers the fear that they're gonna leave that they're gonna abandon And this might not be first date, as I say, first date, that's quite extreme to get to very quickly, but we're talking about sort of four or five dates in, then it stops, then they come back, slows down, come back. And it is that trickling thing that that they're, oh, they're still maybe interested. Oh, they've looked at my stories. Oh, they've liked my picture. Little senses of flirtation, interest. And ultimately, it's just feeding your ego a little bit that if we really were going to consider it, maybe... You like the attention that it gives. But unfortunately for you, it might be triggering things that then make you question your self-worth, that make you get down, beat yourself up over the fact that they keep messaging, they keep talking to me and suggesting these things, but never really quite executing it. So being able to keep an eye out for it is one thing. Calling it out in a fair way is useful. I spoke about when you are early dating with someone and just explaining that this isn't quite the right setup. If you have more of a friend situation, you already know them, but that doesn't seem to have translated into any more consistency or commitment from them, then still call it out, whether you call it breadcrumbing or not, or just express it in a way that you know what you want. It is a bold, strong move as a woman, particularly so, to express what you want when you're not getting it. And if that means walking away then so be it. But we find it hard because we think we're disappointing others, that we think we're being difficult, that we're asking for too much, and we're worried that we're letting the one go. I don't like the one as a concept anyway, but the fact that we're letting the one go when they haven't even shown that they're worthy of being the one, if you're believing in that, I'm not. I'm not sure we can accept that. But I know in the moment it's difficult to see it that way, particularly if you've built up this picture in your head. Because ultimately, you probably like the idea of them more than them. Because if this is what they're showing you, then it's not what you're looking for. It's not the relationship that you deserve. But you're imagining that they could be, that this could be it, that they are wonderful, that the relationship would be great if they would just commit. If they would just stop showing you little signs and finally just say, yes, go on, let's do this, let's try. And from there, cutting ties is key. Easier with someone you don't know that is just someone you met on a dating app. Much easier to execute than if you have know them a little bit more. Because that might be because they're in your social circle, you have mutual friends and so on. Or it might just be you work with them even. Therefore, 
that cutting ties element is harder because if this has triggered some attachment in you that's very often one of the answers one of the things to try is to not contact not talk to that person because it just keeps feeding it and if that person reaches out just saying I'm still working on this and shifting I can't speak to you at the moment or I don't want to speak to you at the moment is hard because it's you holding that boundary and this is partly just setting boundaries which again as women we don't necessarily feel that we always do very well because we worry about how it's going to affect other people but the test of a boundary is actually the bit as to see whether you've set that boundary fully or not you've said that you want this will you let that person come back in and say hey how are you doing oh, it'd be great if we could catch up for a coffee sometime sometime being the key bit there rather than when are you free let's put something in are you going to let them back in or are you going to stick with that boundary because breadcrumbing is annoying it's not nice to experience and it is a test Part of dating is to learn about where your flaws are. And if you're continuing to let one person, two person, three, four, five people flick in and out just like that and let it affect how you feel about yourself and the worth that you think you have, then there's an area for development there. And if that's what dating is about for you, building those bits up so that you can be ready for when the right person appears and says, hey, I'm ready to commit. And you can see it, it's clear as day that that person really is the right one now because at least for now they're showing that they can be committed to seeing you rather than flit in and out of your life and this can go on for months this breadcrumbing stuff it can go on for months probably years I would argue depending on how long the gap is in between and how often you naturally see one another and keep in touch hey if you've shared socials you know that that breadcrumbing is even higher because then they're looking at your stories they see what's going on in your life they could message you at any point whereas if you just keep things to messaging they're not seeing lots of different things so that's breadcrumbing there's lots of terms nowadays but I think breadcrumbing is one of those ones that we can easily let happen as women because of the hope the optimism that we hold we would like it to be true that someone is interested in us and so when they give us that attention it feels good but it's like having a drink on a night out it's like eating that cake sometimes we're trying our best to be our best selves but when we do those things we get the hangover the next day we actually feel groggy from the sugar high we had from the cake and it's the same here we feel good about ourselves because someone gave us attention for a little bit our ego was fed but they're still not prepared to have a relationship with us. So then we start looking inward and worrying that it's about us. When we need to only be letting people that are really truly interested in us and willing to show commitment into our lives. And when we realise where our enough is enough point is, then we just start executing it as bold as it means we have to be. I encourage you to start small and start when you're ready. But if you can spot that in any of your relationships, it might be time to just reflect. Is this really what I want to be happening? Is this really the kind of thing that me, the type of person I am, should be accepting? Something to think about for the week if this is going on for you and how to move forward and get yourself out of that situation. Until next time, everybody, keep thriving.